गच्छामि धम्मं शरण गच्छामि संगं शरण गच्छामि नथे जानं अपन्यस पन्या नत्ते अध्यायतो यम्हे जानंच पन्याच सवे निब्बान संतिके फ्रेंड्स यू कैन लिसन टू दिस स्टैंसा प्रीक्वेंटली हियर एट बावना ओलमोस्ट एवरी डे वी रिसाइट दिस स्टैंसा हियर इन दिस स्टैंसा द बुद्ध सेस Nati jhanam apanyasa. The person who has no wisdom has no jhana. On the other hand, Panya nati ajhayato. The person who has no panya. Panya nati ajhayato. The person who has no jhana has no wisdom. person who has no wisdom has no jhana the person who has no jhana no wisdom the one who has both wisdom and jhana is at peace emancipation you know jhana the real purpose of jhana is cutting off of craving and clinging based on fetters and taints there are layers and layers of defilements we have to remove this we have to cut off this layers by layers we have to cut off and finally we have to understand the subtle forms of defilements subtle subtlest form then should remove all these defilements in our mind that is how one can attain enlightenment for this purpose the buddha taught this dhamma so during this retreat i'm going to give two talks today and tomorrow today for this dhamma talk our topic is jhana and how to cut off jhan how to how to cut off fetters through jhana jhana and how to cut off fetters through jhana jhana let's come to the topic jhana means concentration meditation when we think of jhana according to the history of buddhism the first incident the first account that we come across is prince siddhartha's practice and his experience when he was very young at the age of around 5 he practiced meditation one day while he was in the paddy field with his father he was under a shade of a, a rose apple tree he simply calmed down himself and he attained he practiced developed and he attained gained the first jhana that was the first thing according to the uh, biography of the buddha and the history of buddhism we find uh in the teachings of the buddha so he experienced jhanic bliss when he was around 5 after that as you all know he spent he led a happy lay life then at the age of 29 he renounced the worldly life and he became a, became an ascetic 
Thereafter he went to uh, different places seeking teachers. He met a person, a teacher named Alara, Alara Kalama, where he studied how to practice, develop, gain jhana. According to Alara Kalama, uh, he learned how to gain first jhana, second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana, and these four are called uh, material jhana. And thereafter, immaterial attainments, uh, infinite of space, infinite of consciousness, and nothingness. This, all these seven, he learned all these seven under him. But then eventually he went to the teacher, Alara Kalama, and reported his experience. Then he said, oh, now it's okay, it's, it's good that you know what I know, I know what you know. Therefore, let's both take care of this group now. That was his suggestion. Then the ascetic Siddhartha said no. Uh, and being quite dissatisfied with that teaching, he went further and he met another teacher named Uddhaka Ramaputta. He was uh, another special famous teacher by the time. He had practiced all these seven plus another attainment which is called neither perception nor non-perception. That, that is the eighth one. So under him, this ascetic Siddhartha learned how to uh, gain that state of mind as well, which is called neither perception nor non-perception. Even that is not the thing that he was seeking for. Therefore, being unsatisfied, he left that place also. Then he went to another place where he met several practitioners who were practicing severe austerities. Under them, he practiced, as they uh, suggested him, he practiced for seven, uh, for six years, rigorous, vigorous austere practices. Eventually, he became like a skeleton. He did not take enough food, drinks. Then one day, being dissatisfied with that practice also, he thought of, this is not the right thing. He thought that, is there other way to practice? Is there any other way to practice? Then it hit him, his mind, how he practiced jhana under the rose apple tree when he was around five, age of five. With that idea, he got this uh, understanding that this experience, this happiness is not wrong, not something wrong, because it is completely abandoning uh, sensual pleasures. When we enter, when we practice, develop jhana, we have to abandon sensual pleasures. Vivicheva kamehi, vivicha akusalehi. Not only that, it is to it is by abandoning akusala, ekusala, unwholesome unwholesomeness. Therefore, he understood that this must be the way. He came to that decision and from that time he started to practice a middle way for which he gained enough food and uh, he, gained, he took enough food and drinks and gained uh, strength and he started to practice. In this manner, the Buddha practiced the Dhamma, he practiced, developed Jhana, and finally 
on the full moon day of Vesak, May, he became the Buddha of our era. So friends, after that, Buddha taught us to practice jhana. Buddha taught us to practice meditation, concentration. Jhana, practice jhana means not necessarily simply focusing only this matters, only what you call jhana. The term jhana, the Buddha used the term jhana to explain the uh, explain concentration, explain meditation, collectedness of mind, unification of mind. So all these meaning are quite encompassed. So we have to understand how the Buddha taught us this. Buddha said in the discourses, Buddha said clearly, Jaya Bhikkhu Macha Pamado Monks practice. It does not mean not necessarily to practice jhana. Jaya Bhikkhu means practice, develop Jaya Bhikkhu. Macha Pamado, do not be heedless. In the Dhammapada, Jaying Viraja Mananang. Katha kichang anasavang uttamattang anupattang tamahang brumi brahmana. Buddha defined who this noble person is, who the brahman, brahmin is. In order to define the brahmin, the Buddha said, brahmin means the person who is practicing, who is meditating, practicing jhana. Oh, meditating, simply meditating. Jaying virajamana, virajamana, he has no rajas, no, no stint in his mind, stintless person. Katha kichan, he has done what had to be done. Katha kichan, anasavang, taintless, no asava, taint, no taint, taintless person. Anasavang. Uttamattang Anupattang. He has reached the goal. He is the person called noble person or the Brahmin. Again the Buddha says, the person who practices in this manner becomes shine. He becomes a shiny person. Sun, sun, shine means mentally as his his mind is clear, as he has the clear mind, his bright shines, referring to shiny objects. Buddha said, Diva tapati adichu, ratting abhati chandima, sannaddo khattiyo tapati jai tapati brahmano. Atta sabba maho rattang buddho tapati tejasa. What is the meaning? Diva tapati adichu. I use Pali. I want to, I want to explain this in Pali. Without Pali, no real Buddhism. You have to use Pali then we can understand the real meaning of what we are talking. Otherwise, our language is not, not sufficient enough to explain what the Buddha really taught. That is why I want to use Pali. But don't worry, I, I give you the meaning. Diva tapati adicho. Diva means day. By day, the sun, the, the sun, the sun shines by day. That is the meaning. Diva tapati adicho. The sun shines by day. Ratting abhati chandima. Chandima. The moon shines by night. Ratting abhati chandima. 
சன்னத்தோ கத்தியோ தப்பத்தி கத்தி அது ஒழிய சயின்ஸ் வித் ஆம அண்ட் ஜாய் தப்பத்தி பிராக்மனோ த நோபல் பர்சன் த மெடிடேட்டர் த மெடிடேட்டர் சயின்ஸ் இன் மெடிடேஷன் ஜாய் தபதி பிராமணு அத்த சப்ப மகோரத்தம் தென் ஓல் பை டே அண்ட் நைட் பை டே அண்ட் நைட் புத்தோ தபதி தேஜசா த புத்த ஷைன்ஸ் வித் ஹிஸ் ஸ்ப்ளெண்டிட்னஸ் இஸ் தி மெயின் சோ फ्रेंड्स திஸ் இஸ் வை we want to practice whenever we practice we can understand this dhamma clearly we can experience this dhamma the buddha buddha realized this dhamma to his own experiential wisdom he got this and he shared this dhamma with all of us so it is very clear it is there is nothing to believe here there is nothing to believe but to practice whenever we practice we can experience we can understand this dhamma this is why we want to practice more and more so this dhamma as the buddha clearly taught this dhamma buddha said practice more and more buddha taught us different methods to practice when we practice this dhamma again and again it gives us peacefulness happiness lightheartedness this is why we want to understand the very word of the buddha and practice the accordingly so the buddha taught us uh, this jhana there are different jhanas jhana is a noun its verb is jayati o japeti jayati jayati to burn when you practice jhana you are burning something what do you burn when you practice what do you burn burn you have to burn defilements first of all you have to burn five things five things which explained by bante jasaro hmm five hindrances first of all you have to burn these five hindrances in order to enter jhana in order to explain uh, experience jhana you have to burn these five hindrances i am not going to talk on five hindrances hmm once you understand these five hindrances you can understand the jhanas as well so i think it is not inappropriate to explain little bit about jhana now we should know how to enter the jhanas there are different levels of jhana there are of course four material jhana and four immaterial jhana this this four immaterial are also uh, called jhana though attainments they are rather attainment than jhana they are attained based on the four uh, material jhana let's understand how to enter the first jhana in order to practice attain jhana the buddha in the discourses buddha very clearly said vivicceva kamehi vivicceva kamehi first of all avoid abandon kama sensual pleasures you to abandon sensual pleasures to practice if you are thinking sensuality if you are thinking of uh, gratifying your senses how can you con- uh, concentrate how can you uh, concentrate your mind 
that is why first of all you have to abandon sensual pleasures vivichcheva kamehi secondly vivichcha akusalehi damme akusala you to abandon akusala there are 10 akusala 10 unwholesome things the buddha said killing is unwholesome stealing is unwholesome sexual misconduct is unwholesome false speech is unwholesome malicious speech is unwholesome harsh speech is unwholesome frivolous talk is unwholesome covetousness is, is unwholesome grief ill will is unwholesome and wrong view is unwholesome all these 10 are unwholesome all these 10 are to be abandoned to practice jhana to enter the first jhana you to abandon these things vivichya kusalehi dammei then you have to give attention to your object of meditation again and again it may be your breath or mind uh, or metta love and friendliness or any other objects whatever the objects you use for meditation you have to give attention again and again why again and again it is the nature of our mind whenever we go to meditate we cannot fix our mind we cannot stick our mind to the uh, to the object always switch in slip go think uh, many other different things here this way that way just like the monkey that is why the buddha himself compared this mind to the monkey monkey mind so it is to be controlled in order to control we have to give it give attention give our attention come back again and again for the object main object that is called home object then we can slowly slowly we can stay with the with the object stay with the object but still it is not steady still it is not fixed for this we have to do our examination examine so giving attention what we do we think again and again thinking vitakka then you observe it vichara you do it observe it again and again vichara vitakka vichara then buddha said savitakkam savicharam viveka jang piti sukha as you are practicing now you have vitak and vichar vitak savitak and savicharam viveka jang you have viveka what is viveka viveka means detachment you are detached from daily worldly attachments since you are detached now now you see nowadays you are detached detached from attachment of your home worldly activities hmm? you are quite detached now so if you have that detachment that itself is a benefit that itself is a requirement for the practice so viveka jang piti sukhang since you have detachment you have piti rapture and happiness piti sukhang so those are the qualities those are the factors of first jhana jhanic factors what are the factors vitakkam savitakkam savicharam vivekajam piti sukham these are the these are the qualities of the first jhana with this you can experience the first jhana then when you go to the second jhana you don't want to give attention again and again and observe it again and again why your mind is quite fixed now therefore you drop the two factors first two factors which are 
vitakka and vichara no more vitakka and vichara when you enter the second jhana vitakka vicharanam vupasama drop both vitakka and vichara vitakka vicharanam vupasama ajjatang sampasadanam internally you have confidence confidence in the buddha in the dhamma and in the sangha ajjatang sampasadana chetaso ekodibhavang your mind is quite collected collectedness of mind unification of mind your mind is unified unified mind unification of mind chetaso ekodibhava it is not ekagata going to one particular place not 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 particular one pointedness it is not one pointedness but unified mind with that unification of mind pitakka vicharanam upasama ajjattam sampasadanam chetaso ekodibhavam avitakkam avicharam samadhi jhang now when you come to the second jhana you have samadhi your mind is concentrated now concentrated mind samadhi mind samadhi jhang piti sukham you have both piti and sukha rapture and happiness those are the qualities of the second jhana then when you come to the third jhana no rapture as well there's nothing to be rapturous now when you come to the third jhana pitiya cha viraga you drop the piti as well rapture as well upekkha ko instead rapture what happens there arises some uh, there are there arises upekkha equanimity equanimity together with that there are some more there arise some more factors what are those mindfulness and clear comprehension so pitiya cha viraga upekha ko cha viharati sato cha sampadyano sato sampadyano means mindfulness and clear comprehension now you see when you come to the third jhana there arises equanimity mindfulness and clear comprehension this clear comprehension is to think that is lacking in other faith even though the buddha practiced jhana under the those teachers buddha eventually understood <coughs> those were not the right way buddha's practice is with clear comprehension mindfulness and clear comprehension which are very important factors later on buddha emphasized buddha constantly taught the monks to be mindful and clearly understand things sato cha sampajano cha so these are the qualities of the third jhana then when you enter the fourth jhana sukhasya cha pahana dukkhasya cha pahana you have no you have neither happiness no unhappiness but uh, equanimity and mindfulness come to the brim come to the apex they are very well developed both uh, equanimity and mindfulness upekkako cha viharati sato cha sampajano upekkha and sati both are well developed in the fourth jhana in this manner one can develop the four jhanas when we develop four jhanas when we uh, have this experience we can switch this is like 
we come to a sort of uh, crossroad where we can either switch easily switch to insight or to continue uh, concentration meditation now after this normally even before the buddha you know these jhanas are not not the buddha's sort of inventions all these were there even before the buddha even before the buddha people practiced jhana they developed different types of knowledge but buddha uh, found something differently especially that is vipassana all these are based on concentration meditation so after the fourth jhana one can uh, practice develop infinite of space that is to understand the, where you to get the object uh, your meditation the object is space you to try to see the infinity of space that is how we practice uh, develop infinite of space then after that you can take consciousness as the object that is to develop uh, infinity of consciousness and then you can practice understand nothingness akinchanyayatana nothingness finally neither perception no non perception these are the eight types of uh, jhana four four jhana and four attainments so the buddha taught us this different jhanas as i said earlier the real purpose of jhana is uh, practicing developing and cutting off defilements if we do not switch jhana to vipassana no purpose of practicing jhana so whenever we develop jhana we have to switch to insight vipassana buddha taught this method uh, one day venerable anand taught a discourse name attaka nagara sutta where a person named dasama came to meet him and asked bante is there a method a way that the buddha has taught us to attain enlightenment a particular method one method then venerable anand gave not only one method he gave 11 different methods where he taught jhana as some methods where these seven methods seven uh, the first four jhana and then the next three attainments were given as seven different methods and also he gave another four methods which are the four sublime abodes namely metta karuna mudita upekka those four together with this all 11 methods were given as the way to attain completely cut off defilements and attain enlightenment how to do this when you practice jhana you have to switch this to insight how should you switch to insight you to understand this jhana itself is impermanent that is how you switch you to understand the change in nature of jhana jhana is not permanent this an jhana is whatever jhana they are not permanent they are conditioned they are mind made 
they are intentional intentionally created creations all all these are impermanence whatever is in the nature of impermanence is in the nature of unsatisfactory once you lose your jana you become unsatisfactory dukha jana itself is not permanent not not substance therefore it is unsubstantial anatta anicca dukkha anatta whenever you see these three characteristics these are called three characteristics of existence whenever you see these three characteristics of existence you see the relatedness interrelatedness of the three whenever you see this interrelatedness you see the dependent origination and the four noble truths as well in this manner you can switch the first jhana to inside second jhana to inside the fourth jhana to inside like that whenever whatever the jhana you entered you can switch this to inside and attain enlightenment that is how venerable ananda explained uh, this jhana in the attaka nagara sutta of the majjhimanika the middle length says now our topic is not jhana particularly we want to understand how to cut off how to destroy fetters through jhana that is what we want to understand now what are the fetters fetters are the shackles we have fetters 10 fetters through which we are bound to sansara we are bound to sansara 10 fetters what are the 10 fetters personality belief the first then doubt then clinging to rules and rituals then lust to sensuality then repulsiveness then clinging to form existence clinging to uh, immaterial existence that is material and immaterial existence and then conceit then restlessness and finally ignorance these are called 10 fetters as long as we have these 10 fetters we are in sansara these are different levels you know as i said earlier there are layers of uh, defilements like five hindrances blemish imperfection anguish uh fetters underlying tendencies and taints these are different levels of uh defilements so fetters these 10 fetters are divided into two two groups the first five are called lower fetters and the next five are called higher fetters of this 10 fetters the first one the first one is the most difficult one to cut off personality belief personality view what is that we personalize we try to we see things things are impermanent though we think they are permanent things are unsatisfactory though we think that things are satisfactory things are without a self but we think things are with self that is our delusion that is the belief with this idea we personalize how we personalize we 
try to compare ourselves with self with soul ourselves means five aggregates so called man or woman means five aggregates referring to five aggregates we always try to compare with the self like this form this is my form this is my self that is how we compare form with self form as permanent and self as permanent then we think the self is in my form or my form is in self you see four ways this is my form we grasp it that is our our grasping our belief our view this is my form and then this is my self self is permanent form is permanent with that idea we think the form is in self or self is in form four ways referring to form aggregates likewise the feeling aggregates four ways for feeling aggregates four ways to perceptual aggregate then four uh, four ways uh, form feeling perception then volitional formation and consciousness five five aggregates five multiplied by four 20 different ways we cling to this that is what is called personality view personality belief with this personality belief we doubt we have doubt we have different types of doubts we doubt in the buddha dhamma sangha we doubt about uh, our uh, previous existence preexistence reexistence then both we doubt both or we doubt about the training doubt about the dependent origination these are called eightfold doubts or we doubt about the previous lives referring to previous lives whether was i in the past was i in the past was i not in the past what was i in the past hmm? how was i in the past haven't been what what did i become in the past so four different ways we think our past lives previous lives and we doubt and referring to the future life the same five ways shall i be in the future shall i not be in the future what shall i be in the future how shall i be in the future having been what what shall i be in the future like that we consider we we have doubt referring to the future lives as well then referring to this life the same thing we think am i am i not what am i who am i and from where i came here and from here where should i uh, go like that different doubts 16 types of doubts all these are called doubt with this doubt what ha- what happens to us we want to do something if we know the dhamma we practice dhamma otherwise we try to perform many different rituals rites and rituals with this the untaught ordinary person the buddha said untaught ordinary person putujjana they cling to these things they are bound to sansara with these fetters but those who know this those who can understand this they cut off these three fetters 
and come to understand the four noble truths the dependent origination and the three characteristics of existence with that one enter the path as a stream enter stream vina in order to come to understand in order to realize this dhamma and enter the path as a stream enter one has to have four different qualities four different qualities one has to have uh, unwavering confidence in the buddha unwavering confidence in the dhamma unwavering confidence in the sangha and seela the precepts which is dear to noble ones in pali it is called arya kamta seela with that one can understand one can realize the dhamma and when one realizes the dhamma one can declare that from this day i will not be born in hells it is because of his attainment he himself she herself can declare this from this day i will not be born in hells i will not be born in animal realms i will not be born in hungry ghost realm i have entered the path it is definite definitely i will attain supreme bliss you yourself can declare this so these fetters in order to cut off these fetters the one day the buddha asked these questions from the monks as the monks were there in the assembly hall buddha asked monks do you uh, remember can you remember that i have taught how to uh, understand these five lower fetters then one venerable malunke putta he said yes sir, i know i know and when asked he said simply he gave the list he gave the list of the five lower fetters he said the personality belief uh, doubt rules and rituals uh, clinging to uh, sensual pleasures and repulsiveness these are the five he gave then the buddha said it is isn't it because of this that other wonders of other sects confute the words that uh, using the simile of the infant the other other followers they sort of uh, refute the teachings of the buddha using a simile of a uh, of an infant referring to this five lower fetters they says now the the infant frown he does not know anything about a person even person personality he does not know anything then how can how come how he, how can he understand personality belief so and as he does not know what is doubt doubt of the dhamma doubt of the teaching he does not know what even the teaching is how come this uh, infant the little one how can he uh, doubt about the teaching like that they sort of uh, refute they want to refute the teaching refuse the teaching of the buddha so when the buddha said this venerable ananda invited the buddha to explain this fetters and how to dis- destroy these fetters where the buddha gave this this particular discourse name maha malunke sutta where the buddha said in order to destroy fetters five lower fetters referring to five lo- lower fetters buddha said in order to 
destroy this petals you to develop first jhana when you develop first jhana and then you to understand the five aggregates as impermanence as uh, unsatisfactory as a disease as a tumor as a calamity as an alien things or uh, as void something void or as something uh, non self buddha gave the list of things to observe understand these five aggregates like in pali the buddha said anichato dukkhato anattato like that he gave the, the list of 11 different things to observe to understand to see things as they are to see things as they are in what here the five aggregates understand these five aggregates and when you understand these five aggregates in this manner the buddha said you can you can uh, you can understand you can uh, direct your mind to understand the real nature of the uh, highest bliss nibbana in other words you can direct your mind to experience the bliss of nibbana how etang santang this is peaceful what is peaceful nibbanic bliss this is peaceful etang santang etang panitang this is sublime sabb sankara samato what is that sabb sankara samato stillingness of all formations is bliss sabb sankara samato sabbu padipati nissaggo it is the relinquishment of all attachment destruction of all craving tanha kayo virago dispassion nirodho cessation nibbana that is how one experience uh, one can experience the bliss of nibbana in this manner buddha taught when you develop first jhana you can switch to insight and experience you can understand the real nature of five aggregates where you can understand the four noble truths dependent origination and the three characteristics of existence and finally you can direct your mind to the uh, highest bliss of nibbana to the first jhana then when you enter the second jhana you can do the same thing you can then uh, enter the second jhana and you can cut off this fetters and the third jhana fourth jhana and again the three attainments hmm? infinite of space infinite of consciousness and nothingness through all these you can the buddha said you can cut off the five lower fetters if you cut off these five lower fetters and then if you die what happens you will be born in a, a particular realm called pure abodes where you never come therefore it is said non returners if you cut off only the first five fetters though you cut off the first five fetters you you, uh, you are not cut off as you have not cut off all the 10 you are not yet enlightened you can cut off the first four fetters uh, first five fetters and be born in that particular realm in order to cut off the next five the higher low higher fetters one has to develop seven factors of enlightenment <clears throat> seven factors of enlightenment are namely mindfulness 
investigation of dhamma then uh, rapture sati dhamma which a virya virya is energy then piti rapture uh, pasadhi tranquility samadhi concentration and upekha the seventh one is upekha upekha means uh, equanimity upekha in this case is very much important it is because of equanimous mind we can understand uh, dukkha unsatisfactoriness as unsatisfactoriness the cause of unsatisfactoriness as the cause of unsatisfactoriness the cessation as cessation and the path lead into the cessation of unsatisfactoriness so that is the noble eight pole path friends when we practice develop this eight pole path the eighth one of the path is called right concentration right concentration means four jhana again right concentration means four jhana these four jhanas are not the jhana that we learned or whoever learned from other sort of faith before the buddha that is why that is the difference that is the difference between the buddha's teaching and other teachings buddha taught us clearly this concentration is gain only with the support of the first seven factors of the path means without the support of the first seven factors of the path the eight eight one is incomplete eight one means right concentration so right concentration if we have right concentration only then we can understand right knowledge and those who have right knowledge experience the last factor the 10th factor of the path in this manner the path becomes 10 fold path not the 8 fold path the 8 fold path becomes 10 fold path that is called right liberation so that is the teaching of the buddha so buddha taught us this jhana to understand this to switch this to inside the main purpose is to switch to inside and cut off fetters 10 fetters if we can cut off 10 fetters of the 10th the last one is called avijja the ignorance it is the most difficult again most subtlest form ignorance ignorance is connected to taints that is the difficulty to uh, cut off ignorance is depend on taints taints are depend on ignorance so once you cut off taints you become taints free taints less khina sava that is the state called arahantship so once you gain this state of mind you are called taints free taint less state it is the featureless consciousness that is in other words <clears throat> the knowledge of complete destruction of uh, taints so that is what we have to understand further tomorrow so i am I, i will explain you how to destroy taints and experience the knowledge of complete eradication of taints tomorrow so let's all understand this dhamma it is true that the dhamma buddha's teaching is quite deep is profound teaching though we can understand we can if we study this dhamma 
we can understand this Dhamma. If we practice this Dhamma, we can experience this Dhamma. This Dhamma was taught to experience here in this very world, not to experience being to other world. Therefore, let's practice this Dhamma here and experience this Dhamma one, so that one day we all can experience, we all can realize real peace, real happiness of Nibbana. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. So you can write down your questions and put it into the box. Please write the questions clearly. <clears throat> now take a few minutes break and come back to practice. Thank <laughs> you.